Hello, Yes People. This is season three, episode five of the Yes Girls podcast. Your boyfriends, girlfriends, neighbors, colleagues, favorite podcast. And I'm Claire. And I'm Akumu. And hopefully we are your favorite podcast too. And together we are the, the yes, yes Girls. Girls. So, as you know, we are two Nairobi-based Wanderlusters who are making it our mission to say yes to doing, being, and learning something different every two weeks. And then we document our journeys. So this podcast is a strange and very interesting, or very strange and interesting, however <laughs> you want it. It's a very interesting result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes entertaining, and sometimes downright outrageous experiences. We are making noise about things, shouting about our cause from the rooftops and trying to get all of you on board with saying yes, because it's only right. Okay, Claire, you are preaching to the choir here. I do not disagree. So why are you so outspoken today? Because we should be outspoken about what we care about, what we believe to be right, what we know is right. Again, I don't disagree. I am not an enemy. So <laughs> how about you tell us why now? Because why? the time is now. <laughs> And also, because for this episode, we are saying yes to being activists. Mm, now I get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And boy, this is a big, juicy, meaty topic. Kind of like, but also not like our first ever episode, being vegan. Anyway. Oh dear. <laughs> I see what you did there. You still managed to put a pun in there and yeah. Even when you're really trying to get serious. Well, I'm passionate about puns. What can I say? And we love you for it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so for this season, none of us is an expert. We are back to both saying yes to the same thing we haven't done before. So we're doing, being and learning something. And most excitingly, we'll have a guest expert to guide us. But remember, we're not only having a guest expert. Oh, guest expert. This expert. Let's just Gexpert. call it Gexpert. 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 Okay. It, it comes out like that. And then anyway. it has yes inside it, yeah? Gexpert. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we are not only having a guest. Just say Gexpert, honestly. Gexpert. We've just invented even that, a new word. Even that was a problem. <laughs> Gexpert. So, okay, again. Let's start again. But remember, we're not only having a Gexpert for each episode to keep us on track we'll also have a no girl our voice of reason on hand who who's there to bring us down to earth with a bang or rather a voice note or two for each episode uh but firstly can we scan through our dms to see if we've had any reviews lately uh absolutely let's pause and uh let's see let's see, let's see i'd like to shout out our followers who mention us specifically on instagram stories all of you yeah we love you so much and specifically celestine award she gave us possibly the best reaction <laughs> simply saying you know yes girl yes is there really a better reaction to a yes girl podcast no not really and then we also have edu edu ke so edu i mean w and then dot ke he emojied quite some excitement uh, on his stories after an episode's <laughs> release he's amazing and then we also had baby black with a q at the end who also shared some love for our recent episodes thank you so much erocamano obrigado gracias merci <laughs> you absolutely rock we really appreciate your support and you can always send us a review or message or mention us in your stories on Instagram um, or drop us a comment or slide into our DMs. And that's always at Yes Girls Podcast. 
We've also had a lot of requests for Yes Girls merchandise, so drop us a message if you want some, and uh, we'll listen to you like you listen to us. We've already had a few orders and are putting ink to hoodie as we speak. Now back to this episode. Whew. We knew going into this challenge that it was going to be a tough one to swallow. Oh, forget swallowing. Tough <laughs> one to bite, chew, ruminate. For those who remember the comedy episode. We basically knew this episode would take us down a lot of roads that would be uncomfortable and challenging at times. But we really wanted to go there to challenge ourselves and you out there to also get a bit comfortable because sometimes... Uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> to get a bit comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes that's the only way to bring about change and progress. But what do we mean when we say being activists? That's a big question. Now, our no girl had the same question. So let's dive into her thoughts for a second before hearing what angle we were actually coming from here. The cause of activism is close to my heart, especially at this point in time with the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Now, by design, the no girl isn't privy to the exact details of the challenge. So without knowing exactly how you're carrying out the challenge, my comment is this. I've realized that being an activist in a safe space, such as my country, or most likely your Yes Girl challenge, is a huge privilege. I can very freely take my protest sign to the city center to say what I think and write in the newspaper without worrying about the consequences. The same cannot be said about my Ukrainian and Russian friends who are risking their lives and their freedom with activism opposing the invasion. Or Boniface Mwangi, who risks not only his life, but also his families. Many activists also sacrifice their peace of mind because they're on call all the time. It can take up all your mental bandwidth. So is saying yes to being an activist a cool thing to put on a podcast? Or will it make any difference for people out there who are suffering from the many injustices in the world? I'm curious to find what you guys get up to. Firstly, I'm so glad we have our no girl with us for this season, mm-hmm. especially for this episode, because she, she she is such a sobering but grounding presence, and she's totally right. We will touch on some of the ideas she raises later on in the episode. Luckily for us, before we went into the challenge, we had a briefing with this episode's expert. So let's introduce him. Hey, is there... Is there a way to introduce this expert? There's no better way, but we'll try. Our expert this episode could honestly, you know, he needs like an entire season with the Yes Girls. Yeah, we'll Mm. dedicate one to him sometime in the future because he's the kind of person who says yes very loudly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he also says no. And, you know, as long as it's loud and he's proud of doing it, um, so from being an artist himself and traveling around the world as a documentary photographer to promoting the arts in Kenya through a groundbreaking creative space to speaking to seeking political office and founding a political party to fighting corruption every single day to holding public officials and all kinds of you know officials to account we can't even list Mm-mm. everything so if you've not already guessed it let us break it down our episode for Our expert for this episode is none other than Boniface Mwangi. Maybe we should let him introduce himself. My name is Boniface Mwangi, and I'm an almost middle-aged Kenyan, uh, (laughs) uh, a father, and 
a father of three kids and a husband. Um, I'm a photographer by profession. That's what I do for a living. Uh, but Kenyans call me an activist uh, because I use my platform to highlight issues that happen in our country. I have led demonstration in this country. I've delivered coffins to parliament, pigs to parliament. I have done, I've helped reclaim school playgrounds. And every single day I wake up, I use my Twitter, my Facebook, and even my Instagram to highlight people's stories and issues. I love my country deeply, but I don't think my country loves me. My country has just tried to kill me so many times. So we have this hate-love relationship. I, I started the youngest political party in this country, Ukweli Party, and I was the party leader for five years. And then I stepped down to raise my family. Um, how I became an activist uh, is a journey. It can be it can be described in like four or five minutes. However, I started started agitating for people's rights in primary school. I got expelled uh, in high school for trying to highlight uh, the injustice the injustices in my school. Okay. So I never went to high school. I I'm a high school dropout basically. So most of the things that I know about life is self-taught. I didn't have mentors. And so when I learned and I became good at what I do, I decided to open a space called Part 24, where we could mentor and nurture young artists, activists, um, aspiring graffiti artists, just an art space with a, with a, with a touch of activism. I, well, 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 I've done many things, uh, but I think what I would describe myself is what um, Alice Walker said, Alice Walker said that activism is the rent we pay to be in this world, right? Mm. And so me being in this country, uh, I have a role to play when I see things happening. I'm paying forward for my kids in, in this way. My grandparents fought for this country and suffered for this country. And because of their, their fight, I'm free today. Mm. We live in a free Kenya, so to speak, not under colonial rule. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but not, so that means that I also have to fight to ensure this country is better for my kids. And then where I, when I die, my kids will fight for their, for their kids. So every generation has a responsibility to fight for their children's future. Yeah, so we would love to share the entire pep talk uh, we got from Boniface as we said yes to this challenge. And as I said, he needs an entire season. So we kind of have to be ruthless and just, you know, give you some highlights. Um, just But watch out on our Instagram, we'll probably have more there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's clear that we were and still are in the presence of someone who lives, breathes, breeds and bleeds activism. Oh, breeds activism, I love it. Breeds, yeah. Future generations. I love it. We are the new generation. <laughs> and he does it so much that um, uh, we felt a bit uh, inadequate, because we, mm-hmm. uh, but we felt really pumped for yeah. this episode. Yeah. And we agreed with Boniface to give ourselves a week to kickstart our activism around each of us and an individual cause of our choosing. So each of us would choose our cause to champion and perhaps pursue or ideally pursue a mix of in-person and online activism um, or either, one or the other. So off we went with Boniface's wise words ringing in our ears. And Claire, it's your turn. I'm so glad it's you first. (laughs) Activize away, if that's an actual (laughs) word. I 
think this challenge scared me more than any of the others we've undertaken or planned to undertake so far. Some others, sure, they've made me feel inadequate in my skills or brought back feelings of childhood insecurities. Some have made us explore topics that make us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But this one had the power to blow all of those out of the water. Why? Because first we had to choose which cause we wanted to push. Mm-hmm. And this is very personal. And I debated about it for a long time. Um, in full transparency, for several months, I debated with myself and some of my closest confidence about this. Okay. My main hangout was that the cause I most wanted to champion was risky for myself, for other people. I wanted more than anything to make this challenge for me about championing LGBTQI plus rights, specifically yeah. in Kenya, I guess, because that's where I live. This issue came from the fact that, well, the issue that I had with this Mm -hmm. was that I am not part of this community. Yeah. Right. I do not identify specifically as LGBTQI plus in the obvious ways. And so I felt that I couldn't rightfully speak for or about such a vast, all encompassing and potentially polemic issue and identity. Right. It is an identity. It doesn't have to be, but in many cases it is. Mm Did I make the right choice by not going with this cause, which I feel so passionately about and which, which you know, can reduce me to tears and which, you know, those who, who know me, I hope, um, you know, I can expose these things to. I don't know if I made the right choice. And I guess at least in discussing it in the run up to this challenge, I discovered more about myself and mm-hmm. how I feel about putting myself out there in public. Yeah but also being careful about who or what I try to represent and speak for. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were part of that community, would you have easily chosen this? Well, I mean, in a way that's so hypothetical, right? Yeah. (laughs) If I was part of this community or I did identify as any of those identities, Mm -hmm. maybe I would be more or less outspoken. I don't know. But at least I, I think that if I am or if anyone out there is part of a community you can speak for that community yeah stronger in stronger ways yeah okay but then in uh, in the same token you know how many people did blackout tuesday on their social media for black lives matter Mm. including people who aren't black right be an ally Mm. and i hope you know i want to make it obvious that i am an ally but i did not feel that i had the right Mm. to to be the spokesperson for for fear of actually Partly the fear was being accused of, you can't speak for us, right? Which would be totally justified. Was there any other fear apart from that? Then other fears are, um, yeah, I mean, I I should add that in Kenya, there is a somewhat, in my opinion, horrifying legal standpoint on any LGBTQI plus issues, right? So this did play into my decision. Okay. And maybe on social media, in person, I'm ready, but on social media, I don't think I'm I'm ready for it. And maybe that's a, a that's a, a cowardice on my part, which yeah. I'm freely admitting. But I would love at this point really, like it, it it gives me chills. But I really hope that maybe some listeners out there will tell us what they think about this. Like, can you speak for what that which you are not part of, that exactly, which you are not? Yeah. yeah. So please send us your thoughts. We really, I personally really want to hear. Did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. So. All that to say, I took the safer way out. Mm-hmm. So Boniface did advise me that I can use my platform to talk about any issue that I feel passionate about, 
But as we, as I explained why I didn't feel confident or informed or well-positioned enough to be that person. Okay. Right. Instead, I chose an issue that was very pressing and current and personal and nowhere near as controversial on the Kenyan Instagramosphere. Mm -hmm. So I decided to speak about water access. In my estate right now, which has thousands of homes and tens of thousands of residents, we have almost no water provided by Nairobi City Water Company. So that's the company that's supposed to provide plumbing and water services to your taps, right? Anything that is water-based <laughs> sanitation. <laughs> um, we can't figure out what the issue is, right? Who's actually to blame? Because we're still being billed for some water. Yeah. Nairobi, everyone shifts the blame basically. So is it Nairobi Water? Is it the management company of our estate? And there's two management companies, one doing the pumping, one doing the actual distribution to each individual house. It's all a bit confusing. It's a cartel. Well, that's what, that's one theory, which I'm not denying. Um, <laughs> Basically, it's an absolute quagmire and it's affecting us on a very personal level. Mm -hmm. So Saxo had a bad accident a bit before this challenge started, right? A, a physical accident. So our lives kind of went upside down and I found myself looking after him, caring for him from home with constant help in the house. I couldn't do this on my own. So we were using a lot more water than usual. That whereas it used to be just me in the house all day, now there could be three, four of us plus some visitors um, so we were using a lot more, but we were still being careful, yeah. right? Um, I mean, if you come to my house, don't flush the toilet immediately, okay? Don't be polite. <laughs> we don't have the water to if be flushing. If it's yellow, let it's it mellow. If, if it's, it's brown, brown, flush it down. down. Exactly. <laughs> I should print out in my toilet. Um, but during this time, I was buying water every three days from a private water distribution company who are there to make money. I don't blame them. And I was spending more than a quarter of the average Kenyan income on water in a single month. That's not right. I'm lucky I can afford this. It's not going to cripple me financially, but that's just not right. Not. And for many people in my situation, that wouldn't be possible. They would go without, right? Um, so I decided this would be my cause, right? Mm -hmm. I could afford it. At least I don't have children, but you know, at one point we had a really uncomfortable situation when we had to do some other showering arrangements using a bathtub. And anyway, long story short, someone got stuck in the bathtub, wasn't pretty. And I blamed this whole situation on that. So it made me even more virulent to, you know, fight against this. Yep. So I started with some eye-catching Instagram posts and stories Mm -hmm. They got some pretty good engagement and responses in my inbox. If you want to check it out on my Instagram, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm basically half naked under a dry shower. Um, I got a lot of comments. Um, when I say a lot, that's relative to my normal social media response. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I created a hashtag, which was waterweight. Um, and alongside my runner-up hashtags, like, you know, it took, uh, there was a lot of brainstorming for hashtags going on here. So there was wash tag, which if you look at it, looks like hashtag, but it's wash tag. Yeah. Water shame. Water shame. I like that one. And one I stole from someone else, which was no water, no bills. Sadly though, I, I try to encourage other people, even though I try to encourage other people to engage with the hashtags and post their own versions, no one else really 
posted, right? I didn't incite or initiate people to follow my lead, but people did engage and say, this is terrible. I'm in the same situation. I'm in this estate and things are just as bad. This has got to stop. What can we do? Move house. You know, I got a lot of responses. Yeah. Um, maybe people did post, I just didn't see. Okay. So mm. maybe, you know, maybe I created a whole movement. I don't know about. Yeah. You need to check. <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time, I also engaged on other platforms, social media. Mm -hmm. So WhatsApp, Telegram, Facebook, I interacted with other people lamenting about the same situation, joined in amplifying a call to action, which was a physical demonstration, mm -hmm. which sadly didn't go ahead. But, Why? Um, lack of engagement, not enough people. How many people do they need? I mean, to do a real demonstration that's going to get attention and get the press involved and put pressure, you need at least dozens. a few dozen. Exactly. Yeah, few and dozens. we just didn't have enough people committed. Mm -hmm. um, then one day, so this was mostly online up till now. Then one day when uh, we were out for one of our walks with Zaxo, we take twice daily or he, he goes for a walk twice daily. So I join him sometimes. And we came across some representatives from the water distribution management company and we confronted them. So I didn't record their actual conversation out of respect. Um, but here's me and Saxo debriefing afterwards. So I'm going to record now. We didn't record when we were talking to the management company because I didn't ask them for permission and I, I respect that. But what did we just, who did we talk to just now? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the management company that manages water distribution in the estate. And what did they say? They say there is water, is water shortage. And so. From tomorrow to. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard that before? Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, always tomorrow, tomorrow. Always tomorrow, tomorrow. Exactly. Ugh. It's just to blame. The person to blame is not a Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when I asked what should we do, what did they say? Uh, there should be a demonstration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it's funny when when we said, but even when water does come, some households in our court get it and we don't. And they said, ah, you see, with the other management company, <laughs> once the water's pumping, it's not our issue anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the concern yeah. for. For well-being is not really there, is it? Uh, you know, some of these guys are guys. They're not the decision makers, so they follow what uh, what is advised from the yeah. decision makers. And of course, they're advised to not take any responsibility. And they, uh, most probably, the decision makers are not in uh, in support of the community. Yeah, they just so, want to get their their invoices paid at the end of the month. Yeah. So the thing is. Uh, what does the decision maker say about that? Mm. Who are they apportioning the blame to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we should just prepare to spend another thousand shillings on water tomorrow, right? Maybe spend another or uh, talk to those decision makers. <laughs> Let's try and talk to the decision makers. So this was one of the few occasions I managed to take my online activism, which some people call slacktivism, mm -hmm. out into the real world. Um, again, I'm sad to say the in-person demo that I was looking forward to was called off. Mm -hmm. And actually, I was out in the field for work that day, it turned out. So before it got, when it got cancelled was kind of when I realized I wouldn't be able to attend anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but I also called and texted the managing director of Nairobi Water. I called him, he texted me saying, I can't talk right now. 
I'll call you back. So I texted him a very carefully worded but firm, you know, protest message. Yeah. And of course, then he never got back to me. Uh, I posted, I talked a lot about it. Um, I interviewed the water delivery guy to get their position on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried, okay. I don't think my efforts made a difference in the grand scheme of things, but as with anything in this, you know, the f- activism world, it's incremental steps. Yeah, It's small whispers that can become loud roars if enough people take them up mm-hmm. and amplify them and make them their own. Exactly. So I'm proud of my efforts, even if I did not find this easy. Um, I didn't take too many voice recordings because a lot of this challenge was about posting, sharing, interacting. Mm-hmm. And like I've, if you look on my social media, you'll see what I did do there, apart from the stories which are now disappeared. Um, but maybe I'll revive some of them. Highlights, highlights. In the highlights, highlights. so check out my highlights. <laughs> but that's enough about me and my water and uh, water and dignity struggles. Um, Akumu. I make it a kumu o'clock for spilling the tea or the water. Don't Ah. spill the water. We don't have enough of it. Oh, what a shame. (laughs) So when we were thinking about this challenge, I already knew straight away what topic I wanted to tackle. Mental health. Like, duh. Uh, why? Because it's a, it has a special place in my heart, or rather my head. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I've spoken about this in season one episodes, I think a couple of them, where I said I have experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly of manic depressive symptoms, which is just an aspect of a mental health disorder, where you go through this depression and you know manic phases. So I wanted to see how I can be an activist for issues to do with brain and mental health. Um I think even just to start with it, it was really hard to focus on a small thing because the entire mental health is ignored. So I couldn't even, you know, hone down on one particular thing. You know, there's so many aspects of mental health. Um, There's, you know, neurodivergence, and there are so many different disorders. So you can't really hone in if the entire entirety of it, the issue is ignored you know totally ignored Mm. and it's so funny how the brain is the epicenter of all bodily operations but its health is given the least amount of of attention Um, I mean most hospitals have you know an emergency entryway for all manners of physical health disasters you know someone has a you know an axe in the head okay it's a disaster but when you're suicidal which is definitely an emergency you'll call a hospital here in Kenya at 3 a.m and they will tell you sorry we are closed please come in the morning and I'm just like, how ridiculous is that? Um, so it's, it, they're pretty much telling you, oh, you're feeling suicidal. Sorry, just you just have to wait it out until the morning. It's absolutely ridiculous. Pardon me for the rant. I'm speaking from oh. experience here. Yeah. So anyway, as much as I'm passionate about fixing the very broken systems of the care that surrounds mental health in Kenya, um, I decided it was easier to tackle the awareness problem. Um yeah, because that's even a it's, it's a bigger monster. Um, so how the how of how I do it was the mind boggling thing. Um, so after having a chat with Boniface, he he mentioned that activism is not only marching on the street; it can also be you know speaking about something, sharing a story, and getting others to feel like they can share theirs too. 
Um, I think he gave an example of, you know, I've been conned by mm. this guy. So, oh, and then people say, yeah, even me, I was conned and stuff. There was something like that on now Twitter the other day. Now that's a whole movement. They, yeah, yeah. He's making a whole website. Yeah. Exactly. Snowboard. <laughs> yeah. Snowboard. And we're in the Snowball Studios. <laughs> we are Snowball Studios. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. So by that time, you know, after he said that, um, by that time I had the initial idea of doing a merger between, you know, art, because I, I do art. So I wanted to do a merger between art and mental health activism. So something to do with art therapy, because, you know, art is used to help people facing mental health issues. And then I Googled it and then I realized, oh my God, I was way over my head on this one. Because, uh, you know, art therapy is such a huge thing and I had in my head it was a small thing that anyone can do yeah so here's a bit of a voice note um, clip of me figuring that out so my initial idea of uh, doing an art therapy kind of activism because um, I wanted to add too much art and you know mental health in some way and it's something I've initi- I've always wanted to either, you know, teach, you know, art therapy classes or, or you know, write about it, how art even for me helps uh, with my mental health. Um, but, you know, just Googling it and realizing that it's such a big, it's, it's an industry in itself. You know, people have to be trained to do art therapy. You know, it's, it goes way deeper than I expected. So, yeah. I have to do something else, especially now that I don't have time to do that, because I, I also had the idea of, um, you know, working with another artist, um, you know, one of the artists that I I have connected with on Instagram. So, you know, we'd go somewhere and do, you know, an art therapy session for people who would actually, you know, come and then we do it to them. But yeah, that looked like such a big, um, such a big you know, such a complicated way of doing it. So, yeah, need to do something else. So in rethinking how I do the challenge, I decided to ask one of Tim Ferriss's famous questions. He always asks, so, you know, if, if anything is looking like mind-boggling, he always asks, so what would this look like if it were easy? So if I can't do art therapy, mental health and stuff, um, how would I make it easier and still doable? So um, I think I was trying to complicate things before because I think I had the idea of, you know, working with another artist and then we come together at the end of it and have people who want to come and do art therapy with us, right? Um, So just moving away from all of that because that would mean, you know, coordination and a week is too short to do all that. Um, I decided, you know, to just do simply, you know, raising awareness. So, um, yeah, I, I should have maybe tried to get people to speak more, tried to get more people to speak. But anyway, what? so for the week, what I did um, was create a calendar that, you know, things I would share on Instagram. And, you know, even looking back, I feel like Instagram was the wrong channel for this. I feel like I should have done Twitter, actually. Because Twitter is more activism. Instagram, you know, people just like... For Instagram, people are there to be happy. They're not looking at sad stories on Instagram. Twitter is a place where people look at even, you know, angry stuff. Also, right? people on Instagram might just see a picture and, and like they, it without knowing what the caption is. And they don't even is. read the caption. Yeah. There are a couple of people who just put, you know, love, hearts and fires. And I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. Did you even read the caption? <laughs> yeah. So... So I started with Instagram. So my hashtag was minding my own brain. 
um, because no one had used it before. I think just one person had used it. And it's it, it's a nice ring to it. It has mind and it has brain and it just means, you know, taking care of your own mental health. So the idea was to post, you know, something on the feed with a caption that has an actual chapter of my experiences or a specific, you know, topic. And then I'd do a couple of stories in different formats. I'd do uh, just a story with the whole um, caption that I did on the feed. And then I'd do a poll of, you know, things that I feel people don't know yet. Um, wait, I didn't do a poll, but I did a quiz mm. of the myths and things that are true about her mental health. And then I did an answer. So ask me something. So I asked people to answer questions. So have you tried, you know, no news in your feed, no phone notifications, all that stuff. So my expectations going in was that I would get at least some people to be brave enough to share their struggles with mental health, either with me privately. You know, they didn't have to comment on, on social media because that's hard for people to do. Or publicly just use the hashtag, like you said, and that I think needs a lot more time, yeah. a lot more consistency. So actually I haven't checked, but I'll check tonight. But yeah, I don't think anyone used it because otherwise maybe they, I would have, actually maybe they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell me, right? So I wouldn't know. So that would be my version, you know, getting people to share their experiences would be my version of doing the match in the streets and, you know, just trying to get some awareness out um, or maybe even if someone shared privately, I'd ask them, can I share your story? And then I'd share on Instagram stories. Uh, but in the end, no one pretty much joined the match. I mean, people replied to the stories. People said, yeah, I've tried this and it worked, this worked, this worked. Um, and the, the quiz also showed me that there's a lot of, you know, stuff that people still don't know about mental health. So, yeah, I mean, just from all of this, I feel like, you know, I should have probably use Twitter a lot more. So I actually did one of the chapters on Twitter. And also I didn't get the traction I thought, but I think I'll move this campaign onwards on Twitter only. Yeah. So here's, um, I think, what I thought from the quiz, what I found from the quiz that I did on the stories. So I ran a quiz on my Insta stories. Um, and the question was, so which of this, it, it, the idea was just to find whether people know, you know, just awareness, what do people think is a myth or, or true about mental health? So the question was, which of this do you think is a true, uh, is a true, sorry. Which of this do you think is true about mental health? Sorry for the typo, people, sorry. So which of this do you think is true about mental health? And the first, um, you know, the first option is people with bipolar disorder are moody. Second one is psychiatric psychiatric medications are bad for you. Third one is uh, three quarters of mental health disorders begin before 24, the age of 24. And the fourth uh, option was it is impossible to prevent mental illnesses. Um, in the end, of course, people got it right. The third one is actually the one that's true. So three quarters of mental health disorders begin before 24. Um, it was overwhelmingly, you know, people answered it correctly by, you know, by it was a land, landslide win. Um, I think 24 people chose that answer. But, you know, what struck me is that, you know, people still chose, you know, the, the myths. People still chose, you know, a couple of people said yes, people with bipolar uh, disorder are moody. Others agreed that psychiatric medications are bad for you. Um, I think that's a gray area. Um, personally, I think it's both true and false. Um, 
the first one is completely false bipolar disorder is not just about moods it's more than it's more than that um and the fourth one people some people also say that is true um that it's impossible to prevent mental illnesses and that is completely false um yeah so it was just interesting to see what people think or believe about mental health um yeah so i guess you're wondering what happens now that i was on the match alone <laughs> My answer is that I'll continue. I think I'd even tell, told Claire that. Um, like most challenges, especially the being challenges, there's a lot that we continue. There's always an aspect of a being challenge that we continue doing. Um, because what you, it's a be, and be is a being. I mean, we're human beings. So it's being is just something that we just do. So I'll continue with the hashtag, you know, minding my own brain as an activism. And I think, of course, one week is too short to see any difference mm -hmm. anyway. And, you know, mental health is a beast that cannot be tackled even in one year, mm. you know. So it was kind of a long shot to try and see if I could get stories back. Also, probably it was the wrong platform. So maybe if I did the whole week on Twitter, I would have gotten a story from that yeah and then trying to raise awareness on mental health as you know people are just not willing to share their stories in public as well so yeah i think it was kind of like you know being in the 19 in the 1889s and trying to get you know women let's vote you know it was too early and i think it's still too early for i think people to just be openly sharing their stories of mental health so i guess all i have to do is just keep going and uh yeah let's see how it goes Wow, 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 wow. We certainly had a lot to say about our experiences of this, and we have so much more that we didn't even have time to cover. But I want to know what our expert thought of all of this. So it's back to Boniface to see how, or to hear how he rated us. So do you think you have enough to rate, or what do you think, out of 10? Uh, because there's no results, I'll give you uh, one for effort, <laughs> one for your time, and half for the content. So two and a half. However, <laughs> yeah, that is three and a half. half. No, two and a half. One for the time that you spent, <laughs> one for the content, okay. and half for the uh -huh. let, me, let me be generous. I'll give you three out of ten. Thank you, thank you. Because you, ne you never left your house or your room to do that. I can see you still mm. in your necklace. That means everything. Yes. <laughs> You're just comfortable doing these things from the comfort of your home. Well done, Claire. So I think it was amazing you went out, uh, uh, out of your way to do the post, to call them D, to go to the WhatsApp groups. You're not inciting, you're inspiring them to take action. Which is very important. Uh, you spoke to the water a guy. So you did like you tried to create a community, which is more than just uh doing a social media post. So well done. Out of 10, you get five. I think what you need to do now, same thing I told Akumu, be consistent on it. Um, get the estate, uh, whoever is the chairman of the estate to, to commit to do something. Go the MD Okinawa to commit to do Nerabuta rather to commit to do something. Get at least people to commit to do something. And even say, why don't we choose a day, uh, maybe in the coming week or in the coming days, where we can say all of us do a similar post with a similar hashtag on this particular issue. One of the things you're going to find is that people are afraid of using their platforms because of where they work or being called the word activist. 
you find it's like a very bad word. So you, you can actually say we are not activists. We are concerned residents of this estate who don't have water. We're just asking for what we pay for. And that's planned this thing out. Akum and Claire, this thing can be done continuously. Our mental health is a continuous issue. doesn't change. What a problem is the most persistent problem in Nairobi. Like Nairobi, you want to go and date a girl and you like the girl. You start doing the math. Which day of the week is it? Because you might not have water in your house. It's true. They come to your house and you have to tell them, oh, you don't flush here. You need a bucket of water. You'll be going up and down the corridor with buckets of water for showering, for flushing the toilet. So you can't even have sex. So Nairobi, Nairobi, you invite someone at your house and you know there's water. It's true. You can't even have a party and there's no water. So it's a bigger issue. Yeah. So yeah, I love it. I agree. I, I love it. So I want you to do this because I'm I'm involved now. I'm a, I am committed and I like it. I want you to be involved in this for the next one year. So we're going to do it continuously. So there's so you know the way you say I'm going to adopt this challenge continuously, and then I'm gonna mentor you to it. So take the challenge for mental health, take a challenge for water problem until something gives. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna keep it until something gives. You get an action, okay. get a change, or even you have uh an entire community or a small group of guys who meet to discuss mental wellness. So the guys are going to respond to your next mm. people. Tell them, do you, want to, do you want to have a chat? Invite four or five people. You just create that, that tribe on that particular issue. So out of one challenge comes another. Mm-hmm. We did a week and we can do, and, and but, you know, I mean, if we did a week, can we do a whole year? Mm-hmm. So it seems Boniface wants to back us in both our challenges and he's willing to coach us through it. So this is too huge of an opportunity for us to back down from. I mean, it's an opportunity to, you know, to affect change, to get some mentorship. And of course, it's a lot of self-improvement for us as well. So stay tuned to the podcast for what we're going to do in the next weeks, months, years. And yeah, just even message us if you want to join any of our, you know, uh, topics or whatever we are championing. And if you're interested in champ- in anything mental health or water, just reach out to us because we hope to see something changing in the next year, as Boniface said. Absolutely. No pressure. <laughs> Is that a, p- a water pun? Water <laughs> pressure. We also asked Boniface Mwangi what he would say to anyone, to anyone who thinks that they can or can't be an activist themselves. Spoiler alert, he says everyone can be. So when you do pick a topic that you're passionate about and you know about that particular topic, mm-hmm. is you become a messenger and try and get other people to become your disciples. So they carry the message mm-hmm. and then you get a movement. So you must be able to share or be able to pick a topic that resonates with other people, that's not you alone. So for example, I feel around Nairobi, Nairobi streets, like the CBD, the central business district of our country, there are no trash bins, there are no dust bins. So that was a challenge could be you guys walking around in Nairobi with buckets, picking up that trash, and then take it, take it to City Hall and dump it outside of City Hall. So yeah. generally, uh, you can never replace boots on the ground, placards on the streets, and human bodies around a building mm-hmm. or on a street. That's more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see a million people, a thousand people, even hundred people, uh, they're more powerful than hundred comments online. So I'll do a post of about corruption in the country. I get five thousand comments, 
But if I call a protest, I get two people. So you see, there's, it doesn't translate. Uh, it's easy to comment online than do drill action offline. Uh, however, the things that you can't, the princess we can't protest. I was in South Sudan last week, and in South Sudan, they don't have tear gas, they have bullets. If protests get shot dead. But on the other, on the other hand, uh, what you can be able to do, for example, the trash example, is tell guys, we have a hashtag. If you spot any trash, take a picture and share under this hashtag. So instead of having guys going around collecting trash, let them photograph the trash and share online and tag. A trash tag. Trash tag. Yeah, yeah there you go, trash mm -hmm. tag. Yeah. And you tag the governor and you tag the Nairobi Metropolitan Services. Okay, and you so tell that them, is actually more both physical and virtual. Huh? Yeah, the virtual one. So you can actually do sort of thing. You can go around picking trash, mm. go around photographing trash. We have so much more from Boniface we want to share, but we'll have to do it on our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and all other social platforms at Yes Girls Podcast. And please also check out Boniface's work. You can find a lot of it on his Instagram at Boniface Mwangi. He currently has a book out called Unbounded. You can inbox him or Instagram him to get your copy. I got mine as a Christmas present to myself. Mm, Christmas present, apart from the Christmas tree. That that was just because I had to buy myself something. The book, okay, the book I technically told Zach so it was for him, but it was really for me. <laughs> and the truth comes out. <laughs> surely, surely. Um, we also have the No Girl, who's also an activism by heart in our own right, especially when it comes to feminism and matters to do with, you know, things that she's very passionate about. And she has a lot to say about this challenge. Of course, and that's what she's here for. First of all, let me tell you both that I'm so proud of you for doing this. In fact, I'm proud of you for taking on all the Yes Girl challenges in your life for this podcast. It's no easy feat. Being the no girl, I'm really just like the couch potato with the pot belly that yells at the football player on the screen to score the goal. Now, both of you have mentioned that they didn't feel like your efforts made much of a difference or that nobody seemed to be listening. You talked about the hope that incremental steps will lead to slow growth, but you don't know. This is the part that defeats me the most about activism. You get more likes for a selfie than a call for help because of war. What is it that keeps activists going when even their closest network isn't responding or participating? I'd really love to know what keeps Boniface going and if he feels like his work has been worthwhile. Has he seen changes? Or do you as an activist have to hang on to pure stubbornness because you might not actually see changes in your lifetime? I'm on my own activist challenge these days for the war in Ukraine. I protest, I donate, I volunteer. But here's the thing, and this applies to both of you too. Most people, at least in our circles, will agree that Russia should not be invading Ukraine. The Kenyan government agrees that we should have water in our pipes. And most people will agree that we should do more for mental health. Nobody is fighting violently against us in our activism, is my point. We're pretty safe in our approach. What would I do if I was a Russian citizen in Russia, protesting the invasion, and I could be risking my life, and definitely my freedom? What if Claire was a Kenyan trans woman, fighting for her rights to change her ID? What if Akumu was fighting the powerful people that run Kenya in the way that Boniface does? I have no idea what I would do. Would I have the courage to risk going to jail or even death for what I believe in? Even if we do risk it all, does it make a difference? 
I guess I'm the true no girl in this episode because today I just don't have encouraging words. I hope Boniface will cover that part and tell us that in the end you do make a difference. But I am so happy to hear that you're extending your talent to a year. That is one positive thing that I take away from your experience. You're not giving up. Thank you, Freya. Thank you, no girl. That was very important. And we all have to stand together when things get tough. And that's what activism can be and should be. You'll find many more images, videos and clips from our week of activism and even perhaps some ongoing activism because it's not something you just stop doing, right? Uh, you'll find that on our personal Instagram pages. So mine is at halfbakedclaire and Akumul's is at Fiona. And of course, find everything on Yes Girls podcast. And if you want to suggest something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be, learn and be activism activists for <laughs> um, whether it's a future episode or this year that you're going to do or a future season send us your ideas if you want to share your expertise your business your passion with us your something you're passionate about and you want to share for our podcast if yeah, it's about you know changing the world tag us and get in touch with us again it's at yes girls podcast across all platforms we also share behind the scenes photos and videos of all our various experiences so you can get to see a little of what we put ourselves through all in the name of doing being and learning for your entertainment and education we want to petition for more of some Pisha productions out of Snowball Studios, along with Ernest and Rioba, who produced this episode. Let's all get behind Sam Kagwara of Eterno Concepts for doing our amazing logo design, and we campaign for the right to listen to our fantastic theme music <laughs> composed by Ped O'Brien. She's a true activist at heart, and we love her for it. It's our no-girl, Freya Odstotir. Our guest expert today has been where no other Kenyan has been, and we were honored to get a taste of his activism. Thank you, Boniface Mwangi. Thank you, truly. And we would stand outside in the sun, chanting all day and all night for all of you listening. Our yes girls, boys, and everything in between. We are so grateful to you. And that's it for this episode, sadly. <laughs> but we'll be back in two weeks with some new noise for your ears. Yep, you had that right. You'll need ears for that one, like special ears. <laughs> but for now, that's it from us. Claire. And Akumu. They. The. Okay. The, what are we? This should be like, we are. One, two, three. The, the Yes Girls. girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. <laughs>